You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 125, Breakfast at Trinity's, A New Beginning. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. And welcome to the show again this week. Here I am again, meeting with you deep in the woods of Minnesota, overlooking a beautiful lake that is right now quite populated with uh, Canadian geese and ducks and terns and all kinds of cranes, you name it. There's all kinds of birds on the lake today. We got four, in some areas of Minnesota, four inches of snow, uh, not snow, we're so used to saying that, four inches of rain and uh, that was just yesterday, and it came in about an hour and a half, two hours, and you can literally see that the lake is up today, and uh, it's just a beautiful day. Sitting here with my open Bible, uh, and really looking forward to sharing with you. Hey, have you ever blown it? Have you ever had that opportunity in your life, or I wouldn't say opportunity, but that experience in your life of waking up in the morning and just feeling Eh, like something in the pit of your stomach. Why? Because of something that happened the day before, a couple days before. Maybe it was in a relationship. Maybe it was uh, something you said or something that you you know you let the you drop the ball in a relationship or at work or whatever it might be, and you wake up and it's just not that happy morning. I know that's happened to me before, and I'm assuming that that has has happened to you. Uh, so often, you know, we we experience things in our lives, and then uh, we wake up and think, you know, I'm what an idiot. I'm I'm just uh, I'm not good at this, and I I'm always blowing it. And and we're going to look today at Saint Peter, who experienced exactly that, and we're going to see what the Lord did with St. Peter at a very special breakfast. And of course, this is a takeoff on that uh, very, very well-known uh, novella written by Truman Capote, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn. And I'm not going to talk a lot about uh, Holly, go lightly, in the, in the film, uh, but I think there's something to, uh, to bounce off of here, to riff off of, if, if you will. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into that, just a quick reminder, uh, at jeffcavens.com under pilgrimages, we still have some openings for January to go to Israel, if you'd like to go to Israel with my, my wife and myself. And next June, Father, Father Mike Schmitz and I are going to be leading quite a pilgrimage in June of 2020 to the Holy Land for young adults. And that information is on the website. We have Taylor Tripodi singing, Ali Aliyah, Brother Isaiah We've got Andrew and Sarah Swafford. We've, man, we just got all kinds of people coming with us on this trip. There's going to be live concerts in Sea of Galilee, Jerusalem, Mass every day at epic places. Uh, we'd love to have you come with us. It's starting to fill up, and you can go and get your kind of a pre-registration at jeffcavens.com. And as always, I enjoy your email. My email is Show at Ascension Press. Com. Hey, someone uh, asked me the other day, how is the new Great Adventure Bible going? It is 
It's going very well, and we're getting so many great comments from around the world, people studying the Bible uh, from the Great Adventure Bible. And as you as you may remember, there was a, about a two-week period. It was number one for sales on Amazon. That's, that's Protestant and Catholic Bibles. I haven't checked it lately, and I haven't got word, but uh, just really proud of the team at Ascension Press and what they've done to... to uh, publish what I consider an outstanding Bible, with the Bible timeline baked right, right into it. So our theme this week, Breakfast at Trinity's, A New Beginning. You might be familiar with that uh, movie, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn. It's really the story of, of a young lady, Holly, and it, there's there's kind of a... Um, uh, a relationship between Holly and the narrator, and this this conflict that's taking place in this relationship in the movie is very interesting. the The narrator it seems to be more stable, right? But Holly is she's consumed with constantly escaping what? Escaping relationships, uh, escaping her identity, escaping responsibilities, and she has she has. A way of making a holiday, which she kind of changes her name to that, uh, making a holiday out of everything, uh, just totally abandoning and and walking away from relationships and responsibilities. But then in the end, she finds that that uh, that meaning, uh, which I'm not suggesting necessarily, but she finds that meaning in what? It's in relationship, it's in responsibility, but it's something quite small, and it's a cat. It's a cat. And everything prior to that cat jeopardized her freedom, and it's kind of the chronicling of her trying to go out and discover who she is. Well, in a way, we find this in St. Peter. I know it sounds a little odd, but we find it in St. Peter in that, you know, Peter was called by the Lord, Lech Acharai, come follow me, Peter. And it wasn't to just a a a call, uh, you know, a calling to follow him, but it was filled with responsibilities. It was filled with um, responsibilities that Peter had. And, and to follow the Lord is, is, an, is more than just following him and taking notes, but it, it is a full responsibility, a full relationship. And we find in, uh, in the scriptures that Peter uh, is doing kind of what Holly in Breakfast at Tiffany's was doing, and that is she's abandoning a relationship. She's abandoning responsibilities. And that's what Peter does when Peter denies the Lord three times. And you might remember that. I'm going to read it to you right here. It's in John chapter 18, starting in verse 15. And it says that Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. As this disciple was known to the high priest, he entered the court of the high priest along with Jesus while Peter stood outside the door. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to the maid who kept the door and brought Peter in. The maid who kept the door said to Peter, are you not also one of this man's disciples? And he said, I am not. Now the servant the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire, note charcoal fire there, because it was cold and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them, standing and warming himself. Verse 19, the high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. And Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in the, in the synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. 
I have said nothing secretly. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is this how you answer the high priest? And Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, bear witness to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas to the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said to him, Are you not also one of the disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. And one of the servants of the high priest, a kinsman of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? And Peter again denied him, and at once the cock crowed. And of course, that is the famous uh, passage where uh, Peter denies the Lord three times. Now, let's put this in, in some kind of context here. Prior to this, you know that, that Peter was chosen by Jesus to come follow him. And we know that in Matthew's gospel that Peter was made the first, the first prime minister, the first pope of the church. And uh, as a pope, or as a first, you know, the, the, he's the, I guess you would say, um, the leader among all of the disciples, he has tremendous responsibilities, doesn't he? Well, with this call, as I said, there is work, tasks to be accomplished with the calling. We're not called simply to just follow Jesus around and uh, take notes of the, you know, his talks and, and share them with, with other people. Uh, we are joining him in his mission. But what do we do when we blow it? We know that Peter ends up and we're going to see this at the end of the gospel, Peter ends up doing what? He ends up abandoning his call. He is shirking his responsibility. But the Lord is not going to leave him there. The Lord is not going to just let go of Peter. Now, no doubt, Peter felt awful that morning after he denied the Lord. Wouldn't you? I mean, I would. I would feel absolutely terrible. Well, what would you do? What have you done on those mornings where you're feeling like, man, I, I'm just terrible at this. I've, I've blown it royally, just blown it. Well, what Peter did is we find that he goes back. He goes back to his fishing industry. You know, you've probably heard me talk many times before about how uh, when you were called in the first century, you had a choice. You could do what your father taught you to do, if it was carpentry or fisherman or make sandals, whatever it might be. And if you did not do that, you might be chosen by a great rabbi to follow that rabbi, to take on the yoke of that rabbi, the mission of that rabbi. And that's exactly what happened with Peter, was that Peter was called by the Lord to, to follow him, but he had been given the role as the, 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 the principal leader among the disciples. So we pick up at the end of the Gospel of John. We just left off there in chapter 18 where, where Peter denies the Lord at a charcoal fire. He denies the Lord. And as a, as a response then, what does he do? He goes back to fishing. So let's, let's pick up John chapter 21. This, my friend, is so powerful. And this breakfast that, that Peter is going to have with the Lord is so life-transforming and gets him going again at a point where he feels like such a failure. 
And maybe that's where you feel like, what you feel like today. Maybe you've experienced that yourself. Maybe you have gone back to what you were doing before you really were excited and, and on fire about serving the Lord. I'm going to pray that that would change as a result of John chapter 29. Let's read it together here. It says, After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two others of his disciples were together. Now Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. Now that is basically the same as, you know what? All this that's happened in these last three years was exciting and wow, but, you know, I have blown it. I have blown it royally, and uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back fishing. And they said to him, we'll go with you. And they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. And just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, have you any fish? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in for the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his clothes, for he was stripped for work, and sprang into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. Verse 9. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire there. Aha! Remember chapter 18? Peter denied the Lord at a charcoal fire. He denied the Lord after receiving a call, after being given responsibility, after entering into a relationship with the Lord, he denied the Lord at a charcoal fire, and since then has become discouraged, just like you, just like me. We both would be terribly discouraged. And there he sees a charcoal fire with fish lying on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And although there, was, there were so many, the net was not torn. Pause there for just a moment. Isn't that interesting that in verse 11, the number of fish is actually given, 153. Now you have to ask yourself, why in the world, in this story, would the number of fish be written down? Well, in in uh, the Jewish culture, numbers are, are, are very important. There really isn't the number one, two, three, four. They use the alphabet for their numbering system, and consequently, every word has a numerical value. If you, if you add up uh, the, the value of each of the letters of the alphabet, you'll come up with a, a, to a total for a word or a phrase, a sentence, whatever it might be. As it turns out, uh, here is Peter... And he's fishing, and the Lord says, throw the net on the right side of the boat, and they, they gain such a load, it was 153 fish. Well, here's what's interesting. If you take the phrase, ani Elohim, ani Elohim in Hebrew, it means, I am God. And so what I think Peter might be uh, getting uh, uh, out of this is that the Lord is showing him, Peter, it is me. I am God. I am God. And then you, go, you move on in verse 12. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. 
Now, none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now, what we're going to talk about here after the break is we're going to talk a little bit about what happened at the breakfast. What happened at the breakfast after Peter had denied the Lord? Was the Lord done with him? Was the Lord going to uh, relegate him to a another position? Was the Lord going to just allow him to be a part of the outer circle and move on with a, a new inner circle? Or was the Lord going to renew the relationship with him even after he blew it? My friend, I know if you're anything like me, you do have those mornings where you need a breakfast with the Lord, and you need to know that not only is he God, but that he loves you, and that his expectations of you are still the same. His goal and his desire for your life and joining him on the mission is the same. And so the encounter that Peter's going to have with the Lord over breakfast is a point of restoration. It is a point of restoration. It is breakfast at Trinity's, and it's going to be a new beginning for Peter. You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie and Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash ascension presents. That's youtube.com slash ascension presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. We are joining Peter on the northern shores of the Sea of Galilee. He has he has betrayed the Lord three times. He has gone back to fishing. It doesn't look like he's going to continue on as the leader of the disciples. Today we have um, a whole succession of popes, and they are they are the vicar of Christ, uh, uh, and uh, and that's what Peter started off as. But uh, he has kind of gone back to his job, and he's on the northern shores. And there's a charcoal fire. The Lord joins them, and he reveals that he is God. Now, isn't it interesting that this point of restoration for Peter, a charcoal fire, the very place that he denied the Lord earlier in Jerusalem, is, is simple. And I, I want to encourage you today that, that the, the, the point of restoration, whatever you've done, whatever you said, what, whatever happened yesterday in a relationship, the Lord is able to restore you, and it doesn't take a fanfare. It doesn't take the bishop and the priests all coming together to recognize what has been done and to restore you. And it oftentimes is a very... It's a very simple thing, you know. It's um, it's lexio divina in the morning. It's a homily on a, at Sunday mass. It's a it's a book you're reading or the testimony uh, of a friend. It, it oftentimes is very very simple, but listen to what Jesus says to Peter. Uh, what I'm going to share with you right now is one of the most powerful portions of Scripture in my life that always encourages me when I have those days where I need a breakfast at Trinity's and I need to be restored. It says in verse 15, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. 
Now that is attached to his responsibility, isn't it? As the vicar of Christ, as the leader among the disciples, he is to feed God's sheep. And so the Lord says, do you love me? Of course, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. But Lord, can't you see? I've gone back to my other job. I I blew it three times in Jerusalem. I have felt depressed. I have been anxious. Uh, I've lost respect among my peers. Oh, what do you expect? I'm not, I, I don't know. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Ending verse 17 right there. Wow, that's powerful to me. And I hope it's powerful to you because if you're in a situation where you have denied the Lord or you had that rotten week last week or the terrible day yesterday and you woke up and you feel terrible and you feel like you need to be you feel like you need to be restored the lord is not going to let go of you he is not going to abandon you he is going to track you down and he's going to remind you of the call it's irrevocable he's calling you to himself he's calling you to relationship he's calling you to responsibility he's calling you to intimacy both in your relationship with him, but your relationship with your family, with your spouse, with your, your, your colleagues at work, with your extended family, your neighbors. Just because of your failure, it doesn't mean that you can just walk away. Oh, you can, but the Lord isn't going to allow you to. And I love what, I love what Peter says to Jesus when Jesus says the third time, do you love me? Peter says, I can just imagine him looking at the Lord and saying, Lord, you know everything. You know everything about me. You know my weaknesses and my failures. You know what I did back in Jerusalem. You know it was three times. You predicted it. You heard the cock crow. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, feed my sheep. In other words, I'm not going to just dismiss the calling and the relationship I have with you because you've blown it, because you've sinned. And that isn't the way the Lord is. The Lord doesn't just just let us go. His love pursues us like a like a hound, the hound of heaven. Often um, speaking of the Holy Spirit, the hound of heaven coming after you. So Jesus doesn't just rub it in by saying, you know, I've done so much for you, Peter. Remember? Remember back in Jerusalem? No, he doesn't. He just says, Do you love me? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. And then he reminds Peter about the future and what the future holds. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, Peter, you fastened your own belt and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will fasten your belt for you and carry you where you do not wish to go. This he said to show by what death He was to glorify God. Isn't that interesting that Peter ends up being restored to a relationship with the Lord by being reminded of his responsibility to feed God's sheep? 
to feed God's sheep. That is so powerful. That is so very, very powerful. And then it ends, the very last phrase of verse 19 is just, oh, man, it's golden. After this, he said to him, follow me. Now, that is like, there's like bookends to Peter's life here, where you have the beginning, lech acharai, come follow me. And then at the end, you have, come follow me. And in between, you have denial, discouragement, abandonment, um, denial, and yet the Lord ends with, Peter, still follow me, follow me, come follow me. And that's, that's so interesting, because in Breakfast at Tiffany's, Holly ends up doing what? She's running away from responsibility. She's running away from relationships. But she ends up kind of coming around, and Holly ends up what? Caring for others. Now, the others in the Breakfast at Tiffany's is a cat. Might seem like a small thing. And what's Peter called to at the end? Caring for others. Responsibility. Joining Jesus on the mission. It's not a cat. It's you and me. It's his brothers. It's his sisters. It is all, all the, all, they are all, all around him, his responsibility. And I can imagine Peter saying, are you sure, Lord? Are you, are you really, really sure? You see, the Lord not only forgives, but he gives second chances. And it's there at the breakfast at Trinity's, right there on the northern shores of the Sea of Galilee, that we have a new beginning, a new beginning. And the place where you might have denied the Lord or you might have hurt someone can actually be the place of a new beginning for you today. As you join Jesus at breakfast at Trinity's, a place of a new beginning, you might go to confession. When you go to confession, it's like having breakfast with the Lord. Yes, you blew it, but he is forgiving you, and the call on your life remains you still are a father. You still are a mother. You're still a grandparent. You're still a friend. You're still a spouse, a husband, a wife. Yes, you are. And the Lord is meeting you at breakfast at Trinity's to remind you of that. My friend, remember these final words and pray about this this week. With the Lord, it's not three strikes and you're out. It's three persons, and you're in. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Breakfast at Trinity's. It's a great way to start your day. Let me pray for you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister. And I pray for them right now and lift them up to you. Lord, we are reminded of the joy and the exhilarating emotion that came upon all of us when we first met you. And we began to read your word and to follow you, and all things were new, and all things were exciting, and, and life was different. But along the trail, we blew it. Along the trail, we, we denied you. We betrayed you. We betrayed others. We sinned. We feel like we are broken, and we feel like we're damaged goods, and how in the world could you ever accept us back, and, and how, how are we going to save face with our brothers or sisters in the world? But Lord, we see in the story of Peter that you are the God of second chances, and at the very place where we denied you, 
that becomes a new fire, a new beginning where we can start over. I thank you, Lord, that you know us so well. And even as you know us so well, you are not going to walk away from us. You will be the same yesterday, today, and forever. You will not, you will not walk away or abandon us. You'll be with us forever. Lord, open our hearts to receive restoration. Open our hearts to receive a, a renewed call, a new beginning in our lives. Lord, may we sit down with you, whether it's a confession, a Bible study, Lexio Divina, wherever it might be, but may we sit down with you and enjoy the restoration and the fellowship as we partake of the beautiful things that you have for us. Breakfast at Trinity's. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you.